for every revelation that is working in your life, there is a temptation that is attached to it. Your grace is one thing. The grace of God working in your life is another thing. You can't compare grace and grace. There is difference between the two. They are together. The power is in the world. The world is in the power. The grace release the world. The world release the grace. Just tell them you are welcome to church and then have your seat in God's presence. God bless you. Just turn your Bible to a testimony in the scriptures which I would like to show you. It's very important. Let's start with the book of First Thessalonians. I am completing what I started last week Sunday. And that is understanding grace and truth dimensions, which is uh, very important, I conclude. Let's quickly look at First Thessalonians. It's a testimony recorded of the Thessalonian church. And then I want you to gain one or two things from it before we move. From verse 4, it said, Remembering you without ceasing your faith, your work of faith. So he had said he mentions them in prayer in verse 2. So let's ahead. He talks about their work of faith in verse 3. It says, without ceasing, a work of faith, labor of love, and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of our God and Father. Knowing, beloved brethren, your election by God, for our gospel did not come to you in word only. And I want you to take note of that. It said, for our gospel did not come to you in word only. Now, for those who are giving to just word, 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 gospel is not just about word only. Now, don't forget on Sunday, I spoke to you that this last Sunday, I said that it's all about God's grace and truth. Bible recorded that Jesus was full of grace and truth in verse 14 of chapter 1 of John. Alright? And then in verse 16, 17, he said, and of his fullness we have received grace for grace. Alright? So I shared last Sunday there are different dimensions of grace. There is salvation grace, grace that brought you into Christ. There is grace that empowers you to serve. There is grace that takes you to birth your dreams and visions. For every statement God released to you, or for any revelation you hear from God, there is a grace that is released alongside to carry it out. But most of the time we stop at the level of revelation. We are not conscious of the grace that is released alongside. Now before I move too far, let me just remind you that the grace of God is just the player or the favor, the delightfulness, goodwill, reward, power, bounty, and benefit of God. So you can refer to grace as a spirit of grace, as the power dimension that birth what God has said or makes it happen. All right? The truth is reality. That is God's word. The truth is certainty. It's certain convictions you have as a result of God's revelation, which is very important. You see, that conduct in your mind or of your mind, all right, which is each is free from all kinds of pretense, simulations, falsehood, or deceit, or emotional stuff. Something that just come into your spirit, you know that this is God speaking. All right, God could not have been emotional to tell Peter step on water. Are you getting what I'm saying? If it's by emotion, then you won't step on water. You won't tell somebody. So God's revelation are not, you know, 
are things that has to do with emotional attachment. But God can speak into our emotions. He can speak into every area of our life. It's not something that is of simulation, pretense, or all kinds of stuff like that. It's a conviction in our heart. So if you see, Jesus was referred to as the living word in John chapter 1. And then the same Jesus Christ was described in that John chapter 1, verse 14 and 16, that is full of grace and truth. So we can see that Jesus Christ is summed up in what we can call grace and truth. So it's a revelation that comes to us, and it's also the power that makes the revelation works in our life. I hope you get that. So if you get that, can you say amen? amen. Good. So now here, Paul was saying, you know, remember I spoke to you, you know, from First Corinthians chapter 2, reading from verse 4, he said, my words, you know, when I come to you, it's not of eloquence or oratory, you know, uh, speech from man's wisdom, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. But he said, this is by the demonstration of God's power, so that your faith will not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Now look at the testimony he, he, he recorded of the Thessalonian. He says, your work of faith, your patience, of hope and all that. He said, knowing beloved brethren, that your election is by God for your for the gospel. When we're talking about the gospel, we're talking about the good news of Christ. For the gospel did not come to you in word only. So you see that. I'd like you to take note of that. It's good to receive God's word. God's word is very important. God's word is very powerful. It's sharper than two edges word. Bible says the word I speak unto you, they are spirit and life. All throughout the scriptures, he sent his word, he heals them and delivers them from their destruction. But the word by itself does not make up a gospel. Are you getting what I'm saying? Alright? So what Bible is saying, he said it did not come to you in word only. Look at what he said. He said, but also in what? In power. Somebody say power. power. Can you say it louder? Power. You see, this is a generation that uh, celebrates the power demonstrated by the fathers. And not really walk in the dimensions of the power themselves. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, in those days, we used to have brothers who would be drunk in their room. We used to have people who would shack up in the Holy Ghost, who would go on the street and then lay hands on the sick. It's not something that I am talking about the fathers. I am talking about people. I'm talking about me pastoring a church and people in the church turns to that. Me. To the glory of God. Praise God. Alright? Pastoring a church. Student church and then people got drunk. People got empowered, they started things I did not even know about. It was later I heard they started conducting crusades, interpreting by themselves to the villagers around that place, you know, doing, conducting healings. I was told somebody who was mad was restored by a member in the church. Are you getting what I'm saying? Glory to God. The power dimensions of the Father did not go with the Father is still here. But it's just that if you are not conscious of that dimensions, you won't walk in it. And that power dimension is grace dimension. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, at a point, you, you might want to be tilted to the side of the world because you believe the word of God is the wisdom of God. The word of God is the truth of God. The word of God is the revelation of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? The word of God is powerful. There is nothing wrong being given to the world. But let me tell you something. If you are truly giving to the world, you will demonstrate the power of God's word. 
Because there is no way you have access to the world without the Spirit of God. And having access to the world by the Spirit of God means one thing. That as you are getting the word, you are receiving the supply of the Spirit. Glory to God. And when you get the supply of the Spirit, you'll be able to manifest the word. The words are not meant to just be stored up. The words are meant to be lived. The words of God are meant to be demonstrated. The words of God are meant to be declared. If you are here, can you say amen? Amen. So you see that. He said, not only in the word, but in the power. And in the Holy Spirit. And in much assurance. You know, there can't be power without the Holy Ghost. He said, in power, in the Holy Spirit. Now, our word has tilted so much. Even the Pentecostal charismatic circle. We have tilted so much to the part of the world. So much that we desire the wisdom by which we solve problems. But we forget to carry along the power which we actually execute the wisdom. Are you getting what I'm saying? There are certain things that his power you will switch into. When you find yourself in the boardroom and certain decisions have to be made and you find out that it's been made at the end of the day against a certain kind of or category of people and you belong there, you've got to switch to power. I remember the testimony of a young guy, let me share it with you. You know, it's a word guy. I heard this from my pastor, word guy. And so when the pastor came, the pastor is in UK, he came, he gave him a psalm. He said, take you know, before my pastor shared it openly, I shared it with us. I, I, I just laugh. We laugh, Taya. And you know, there's a way that the new charismatic can just look at, charismatic Pentecostal can just look at the orthodox and think that, what are they doing? What do they know? And all that. Those pride and um, um, arrogant nature doesn't make anybody demonstrate and live like Christ on the earth. What do they know? <clears throat> you know they know something. Praise God. <clears throat> And then you, you leave the orthodox or you look at the CAC or you look at the, um, some other denominations that pray, 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 pray. You say, you see, they are just prayer people. They are just power people. They are not world people. They are not world people. And then you suspect if you are a pastor of a church, because I do research a lot and I think a lot. In fact, I think more than I pray, <laughs> which is very important. So, um, and I think more than I read. If you read and you don't think, you are wasting your time. Are you getting what I'm saying? If you read and you don't think by yourself in the spirit, you are wasting your time. Most of the time, if you think well, by the time God leads you to a book, you confirm your thoughts. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm telling you by the spirit of God. Are you getting it? So that's how it works. So you see people. Now, this guy was just asked. He said, what do you do by that man of God? He was asked. He said, you see, I'm a banker. He said, take these two Psalms. The man of God told him, said, take these two psalms. Then he took the psalm, you know, he just took the psalm reluctantly, you know, and then didn't do nothing about it, just took the psalm, and then um, kept it somewhere, just forgotten it and all that, until a problem came up in the bank. Almost 500 million was signed out by him, and it was fraud against him. So they were coming to carry him. They were calling, coming to carry him to Kirikiri. I heard kiri kiri, so it's not exaggeration. I, I don't exaggerate. In fact, most of the time when I talk, I, I understate the whole matter. Do you get it? I'm not the kind that likes to exaggerate how many people, how many specific, I can be very specific. Are you getting it? So how many people sit down there? How many people came? How many, what time? 
Alright? Some people like almost, about to, around, uh, as in, uh, not really, all those things. I'm not like that. I am specific. You get what I'm saying? Good. So, the guy put his hands somewhere. When the problem came up, they were to come and carry him the following day. In the evening, he remembered his arms. Well, Bible says when the Holy, when Bible says the Holy Spirit will bring you a remembrance of some things. When you are in danger, you don't remember when you are not in danger. When you are in danger, if you can be attentive, you remember things. That is the truth. Except if you are not in danger. When you are about to enter into danger, there is a way the Holy Spirit cautions you and reminds you of things. You know what happened? So the Holy Spirit reminded him, and then he went to look for the Psalms. There are just two Psalms. Probably two verses or two chapters, I can't, I don't know the detail. And then he started chanting and reading the psalm and declaring the psalm. That's what he did overnight because how to recover the money by the fraudulent people, alright, is not what, if somebody takes half a billion away or almost half a billion, they can't be around your house. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you, th- there's nothing you want to do about money that has been signed out. It's only God's grace that can help you at that moment. See, believers need to be conscious of things. So there are things that you will never get in management book. Because the word, because born again are tilted so much to the word dimension of Christ. Alright? We are now going to the extreme of motivations. Believe in yourself. It's not biblical. It's anti-gospel. Bible never say you should believe in your... Do you know the funniest thing? Bible never say you should believe the person beside you. Bible never says so. What, God, what Bible says is trust God. And then you trust God for everybody. Are you getting what I'm saying? You know that you yourself should not even... You can't even believe you. There are some of you, you can't even trust yourself. You say, you say I don't know what I can do at any moment. I'm a dangerous missile. Can be shot at long range, short range, any range at any time. Are you getting what I'm saying? If I explode here now, you'll feel me. That's him describing himself. And he's trying to believe in himself. That is a wrong gospel. I hope that is clear. Believe God. That's what the scripture says. But you see, you believe God to the point that you see yourself in God. Right? You believe God to the point that you know that anybody you know in this place that is struggling with something or it needs to be better, you believe God to the point that you start believing God for that person to be better. Right? So you don't relate with people by the flesh, you relate with them by the spirit. You tend to motivations. Just want to rev themselves up. Rev me up, pastor. Just rev me up. Rev me up. Rev me up. And then they've been revved up and nothing is being shown for it. If you go outside of that balcony and see properties, it is power that owns them. Are you getting what I'm saying? It is what? Powers. If you see homes that are stable, it's under power. I'm not saying the word is not involved. Power cannot even work without the word. Are you getting what I'm saying? It is what? Power. So that's how Allah Benny started praying. Started praying. The minister started praying in the night, overnight. You know the funniest thing? The following day, they found out, they traced the money to the fourth bank. Fourth bank. 
The money has been taken from one bank to another bank to another. The fourth bank. How do you locate that? How do you get that? In a nation where EFCC is being robbed. You see, anti-corruption is being defrauded. You, do you understand? How do you locate that? I know some of you are saying, well, pastor, it's not that bad. Well, whichever way, whether bad or not that bad, there is bad there. So what we are saying is that you don't have, the gospel is not just in word only. That's what saved him from going to Kirikiri. Uh, see, you, you have never been to a point where God allowed you to use your intelligence and you are tired. You are frustrated with your intelligence. You arrange things they don't arrange. I know some of us can be too smart. One of the challenges we have in yielding ourselves to God is the grade you had when you were graduating. The world is not, is not dominated by your university grades. Anywhere. Whether Yale, Harvard, OAU, Great Ibadan. Anyone. Your grades is one thing. The grace of God working in your life is another thing. You can't compare grace and grade. There's a difference between the two. Is that clear? Am I against grace? No. Daniel had grace and had grace. So in Thessalonians, let's read on. It says, it says here that Holy Spirit and in much assurance, as you know, that the kind of men we were among you for your sake, as and your and you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Spirit. Can you see that? They received the word and grace in joy of the Holy Spirit. Look at that. It says so that you became examples to all in Macedonia and Achaia who believe. Lift up your right hand. I declare as from today you become mentors. And examples of God's goodness and grace to many in the name of Jesus Christ. As from today, people will start looking up to you. But you see, receiving the word has to be with the joy of the Holy Spirit. Not just that you have mental knowledge and then you deny the power of the gospel. Alright? Not that you have a form of godliness and you deny the what? The power. You deny the power. Grace is not just a substance. Grace is a person of Christ. Grace is a person of Christ. And when I say it's a person of Christ, is is the holy in Titus chapter two, if you read from verse eleven, he said, The grace of God has appeared to all men, teaching us. Grace is a teacher of the revelation you are talking about. The Holy Spirit authored the scripture. Without the Holy Spirit, you can um, you can you can unveil the scripture. But you cannot have access beyond the seal on the scripture because he authors the scripture. Alright? And then when you yield yourself to the Holy Spirit, you have access to God's depth for you in the scripture. Teaching us to deny worldly ungodliness, worldly lust and ungodliness. You see that? So let's go back here. He said, for from you the word of the Lord has sounded forth. Can you remember? Can you, can you see this? He said, from you the word of the Lord has sounded forth. So it was a time they receive. At some point, they also start releasing. I speak that from you, revelation of God will become so visible. 
And it will stand all around the world in the name of Jesus Christ. He said, from you the word of the Lord ascended, ascended forth. Not only in Macedonia and Achaia, see how they became examples. So, but also in every place. You see that. So people were testifying of the goodness of God in their life. Your faith towards God has gone out. Ah. <laughs> Your faith towards God has gone out. Look at it. He says, so that we do not need to say anything. Do you know that when you have results to the point that you don't need to say anything? You know what that means? You, you have results or you have proof of what you have in your spirit to the point that you don't need to wear anything to show that you are somebody. You know what it means to wear something to show that you are somebody? Say, so, do you notice the designer I'm wearing? He said, who cares about your designer? What's, what's the nonsense, designer? We are talking about you betting things that, that actually shows your true value. Are you getting what I'm saying? You notice my wig? Is it about costly wig we are talking about? Or you betting things. Like when I was in Ife, people get carried away, cars. I, I told them, is it cars you want or car manufacturing plants? He said, your faith has sounded forth. You don't need to tell anybody anything. If you say, accept Jesus Christ into your life. They say, hey, how will I do it? They don't, they don't hug you. Praise God. Because there is something that has sounded forth from your life. Sounded forth from your life. Please, if we believe the scripture, we must live the scripture. If we live the scripture, we must demonstrate the scripture. I was speaking somewhere in Abuja. I said, look. If faith is faith, let's do it. You can't mix faith with doubt. You can't mix it with unbelief. You can't mix it. You know, in the, in the school of power, you don't give room for doubt. Are you getting what I'm saying? For they themselves declare concerning us what manner of entry we had to you. For you to have this kind of result. And how you turn to God from idols to serve the living God, the living and the true God. So you can see where they were coming from. From idols. He said, and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus who delivers us from the rot to come. Now, turn your Bible to First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20. And from there we go to Isaiah 34, verse 16. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20. And I want us to read that verse 20 loud and clear. If you can see it. One, two, three, go. For the kingdom of God is not in work. Can you see this? Is this clear? Uh-huh. It's not in logos, but in what? Power. But see, when you have the revelation of the logos, you manifest the power. You think power is a joking matter? You think grace is a joking matter. When I say growing grace and truth, I say growing in grace, growing in power, growing in the spirit, growing in the person of Christ and the revelation of God. You shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. Can you see that? That's freedom. There is a truth dimension to freedom and there is a grace dimension to freedom. Take note of that. Freedom. 
there is truth dimension to freedom and there is grace dimension to freedom. You remember last Sunday I was sharing with you that there is a word dimension of everything you need from God like two sides of a coin and there is a power dimension. There is grace dimension. And it's not because they are separated because the Bible says the word of the Lord is truth. The spirit is truth. Alright? They are together. One cannot function without the other. But if you are conscious of one beyond the other, you'll be missing it. Alright? Or you place one over the other. They are together. The power is in the word. The word is in the power. The grace release the word. The word release the grace. I hope you are getting what I'm saying. So look at freedom now, for example. Bible says that you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. John chapter 8 verse 32. Then if you check 2 Corinthians chapter 3, if you read from verse 17, when he talks from verse 16, he talks about the veil of Moses. He said it's still in their high. He said now the veil is taken by the Lord. He said the Lord is the spirit. Wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty. He's saying the same thing. He's saying the same thing. He said when you receive the word for your freedom to be made free, you must be conscious of the grace that will execute the liberty. Glory to God. So the kingdom of God is not just in word, it's in what? Power. Somebody say power. power. Yeah. It's in power. You must be conscious of the grace of God. Isaiah chapter 32 verse 16. The grace is the spirit. The grace is the spirit. Now this is very important because you have to see this. Alright. Isaiah chapter 32 verse, verse 16. I love that scripture. He said, Then justice uh, will dwell in the wilderness and righteousness remain in the fruitful field. Let's read verse 15. Let's see verse 15. Let's read 1, to 3, go. Until the Spirit is poured upon us from on high and the wilderness becomes a fruitful field, and the fruitful field is counted as a forest. Now look at the next verse. Next verse says, Then justice will dwell in the wilderness and righteousness remain in the fruitful field. Let me show you. There's something that came up in my mind. Alright? That for every word that is spoken, the grace is already made available. Let me show you an example. You know, in the scripture, Genesis chapter 1, Bible says in the beginning, um, the heaven and on the earth. Like, give us Genesis chapter 1. Um, God made heaven and the earth. God created heaven and the earth. Look at verse 2. Verse 2 says, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. Now, you know, Bible says that God is spirit, right? So when Bible says God made heaven and the earth, it wasn't talking about just God as in singular God earth. It's talking about God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? Alright? So look at it. So it said, that means they were present. He said, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. The grace was already made available. Look at what happened in next verse. The next verse says, Then God did what? Said, let there be what? Light. And there was light. Why? Because the Spirit was already in place. Praise the Lord. 
Now the reason why God talks easily to you is because it tells you some depth because the spirit, the grace is already made available with which you are going to get the word to work out in your life. So the spirit is already in place. But the spirit won't go to work or the grace will not be utilized without receiving the word from the Lord. When Jesus entered Peter's boat, the grace was in the boat. Until Peter ate the word from, um, from Jesus, lunch here, and then nevertheless, he said, at your word. Nevertheless, at your word. So responding to the word of God activates the grace. And then the grace produces the fish. You see that there. So the Holy Spirit, the creator of the fish, could have gathered the fish for Peter. Because there's a revelation that comes to Peter. You see that? Praise the Lord. So now, you check it here. That everything that was created was created as a result of the Holy Ghost being at work on the earth. You see that? So, now, quickly, let's go. There's a scripture I want to show you in Isaiah. I think it's that same. Let's read on. Isaiah 32. Let me see. I think it should be that same Isaiah 32. It's 34. Let's read verse 16. Isaiah 34 verse 16. Let's read together. One, two, three, go. Search from the book of the Lord. So there is nothing wrong. Search from the book of the Lord and what? And read. Search the scriptures and read. Jesus was telling the Pharisees. He said, well, I am the one you are searching for in the book. The book, just witness of me. Me, you can't recognize when I come to you. The book is talking about me. I am the person the book is talking about. He said, but you will not come to me. You think it's in that book, you have eternal life, but eternal life has come now. But you can't recognize it. You know, most of us, we hold on, you receive the word, instead of walking it to be sensitive to the promptings of the spirit, to see the eternal life around the thing you have received, in order to execute that which God is saying, you are not conscious of that dimensions of the grace. You just hold on. Is that word? You just do. You just. You are just like an African professor who has no proof for what he has learned over the years. Sorry. Let's read it together. One, two, three, go. Search from the book of the Lord and read. Not one of these shall fail. Not one shall lack a mate. For my mouth has commanded it. And his spirit has gathered them. Can you see what grace does? When Bible says none of these ones shall fail. I know you use it for marital scriptures. There's nothing wrong. So meet. There's nothing wrong. You know what Bible is saying? That for every revelation you have, the manifestation is his mate. Are you getting what I'm saying? For every revelation. If you have a revelation concerning marriage... The marriage in the reality is his mate that he must not lack. Do you, are you getting what I'm saying? But he says, how does it happen? When it is declared, the spirit gathers it. Look at it this way. When it is declared, the grace, the spirit executes it. 
Do you get it? You know, I heard about Abishon Bessin, that was our blessed memory. He said, when you are breaking ref, they will ask you, how does it work? How many souls are we going to save by this ref? We God, because of this ref, help us to take over Lagos. He was too much concerned about results that he was not ready to just be sand. You know what? He said, that guy is sand until he's, he's relegated to sand. The very sand guy. Nobody needs to know whether you are sand or not. There are things that can show in your life that you are sand. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. For every revelation you have in your spirit, you will, it will not lack its mate in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? So I spoke to you about freedom. Even the Spirit of the Lord is referred to as also, alright, you know, Lord, someone said, the word of the Lord came unto so, so, so. And then the Spirit is also referred to as the Spirit of the Lord. Let's quickly look at love. You'll see the truth and great dimensions now. I want to show you. The reason why you can't walk in love as it were, it looks like it's difficult. Have you ever had the knowledge of something and you cannot really walk in the dimension of that thing? Is not being conscious of the grace dimension of that thing that is stopping you from walking there. Are you listening to me? Look at love. In Romans chapter 5 verse 5. Romans chapter 5 verse 5. It said, God has shed his love abroad in our heart. You see that? Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. You have read so many things about love. First Corinthians chapter 13. You see characteristics of love. If I speak in tongues without love, I am like a sanding simba. If I burn my body, I give to the poor, I have all faith, I am nobody. All throughout 1 Corinthians chapter 13, you see the details about love. So, you have been taught about love. You know that the commandment is summarized as love. You even know that God is love. Do you know that? You know that God is love? And then when we say Bible says, when, when Bible says God is love, it means that the Spirit of God is love. So, when it says the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts, Alright? It is true. You have the love of God in your heart right now, but how come you find it difficult to walk in love? How come you find it difficult to forgive? How come you find it difficult? You know, some people say, you know, you know, if it was in those days. Ha! Ah, I miss those days. I will have dealt with you. So how do you find it difficult to walk in love? How do you find it difficult to walk in love? I know there are a lot of questions that people ask. They say, Pastor, this person step on my toes, step on my toes, step on my toes. I can't even find my toes. This guy has wounded. Now, it is not love to put your toes down for somebody to continue to step on it. That's not love. That's the journey. Praise God. It is love to forgive somebody who step on your toes. It is not love to say, oh, 
if I hit your face. Can't you see? Do you understand? That's not, that's not love. It is love. Say, ah, you are stepping on me. If the person says sorry, I say, okay, no problem. You are stepping on me. I say, uh-huh. I say, ah, all right. You know that this one has been sent to terminate the process of what God has started in the spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? Once you take an offense, what, there's something God has started in the spirit. <laughs> he, for every revelation that is working in your life, there's a temptation that is attached to it. So when you give yourself and yield to the temptation, then there is a breach of that process that has begun in the spirit. As you are sitting right now, there are processes going on, transactions in the spirit on your behalf. So, but those things are waiting for steps you take for them to land in your life. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, but then, let's say for example, it was a transaction that began in the spirit when Isaiah said, there will be a virgin. For God to have revealed it to Isaiah, it means it was done already in heaven. But Isaiah had to speak it into life. See how many years before Mary showed up. Then you can imagine when God said there will be a virgin. And the guy just this virgin Mary. It, has, it is finished for Mary. Because there is an act that can terminate the, the prophecy to happen in your life. Then the prophecy will begin to look for another virgin. Because the prophecy never mentioned Mary actually in the first place. There are prophecies in the realm of the spirit now being transacted that are not attached to your name. I know they say there is a miracle with, a, with your name on it. There are some other miracles that are, it doesn't have your name. But if you can just position yourself for the fulfillment of that, are you getting what I'm saying? When Bible says that somebody would be betray Jesus, it wasn't, it, Judas' name was not attached. But there are certain things Judas was doing that connected Judas. The way it's, you can connect to a, a negative prophecy, you can connect to a positive prophecy. There are certain things you must be doing that will connect you to positive prophecies and they will happen in your life. What you say, what you think, what you do is very important. So Mary had to come to town when he had the knowledge. And then when she had the knowledge, she said, let it be unto me according to your war. And then the prophecy came to pass. For your information, God has no business on the earth without, he does no business on the earth without the word of God, without his spirit, without the truth, without grace. He doesn't do anything here. Even Noah in the scripture found grace. I hope you know that. Check throughout the scripture, whether Old Testament, New Testament, before Old Testament, the position of promise, the position of this, the, I know you are sand. You know the dispensation. There was no dispensation that did not have. How could God just go into that family and call Abraham out? And just call Abraham out. Say, I want to start a generation of people. Call you, and you are going to be their father. Grace. Grace. And everybody is trying to walk their life out of order. Sometimes the Holy Spirit just needs to sit you down and say, can you look at your life? Can you see all that you have been planning for yourself, all that you have arranged, say from Dubai to Port Novo? You see, you plan yourself from Port Novo to Madagascar. You're not even mentioning the things that are in the will of God for you. And then you plan this, you say, when I'm 28, I get married, I'm 20, 34, I stop giving birth. You see, some people arrange their life, and then the Holy Spirit wants to disrupt your equation. Get you married at the age of 23, and then what you are planning to achieve in 40 years, by the time you are 40, he wants to get it done for you by, by the time you are 30. And you are resisting it. Because you have a rigid plan. 
The rigid plan only allows an entry and it allows entry of some little little word. You just hear the word. Hmm. Sometimes you shake your head. You hear the word. Hmm. Powerful. And that's how it ends because you are not really conscious of the dimensions of the grace that accompany the word that can change you. The same thing happens to those who have bad addictions. The word of God with power can't enter into you and addiction will not be broken. It's now we are giving people 21 days to... Those are motivational stuff. 21 days to do what? To build a different habit, right? And to drop old ones? <laughs> you know what's God's power? If God's power enter your spirit, you drop smoking. You look at Malam. I say, Malam? We are not friends anymore. You drop it. Or something has come alive in you. And something has died in you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Devil and the spirit cannot occupy the same space. You see that? He cannot. But you see, this is the dimension of love. But there is a dimension of the spirit of love. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse, I think Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 6 or so. Verse 6. Second Timothy. Let's see it. You are going to see about three or four of them. And then you see that what I'm saying uh, is actually the teachings of the scripture. Look at what it says. Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. This is Paul talking to Timothy. Listen up. He said that you have received impartation does not mean stirred up. At a point, you might start deviating from the plan of God from your life, but if you can stir up the things that God has put in you by the laying on of hands, you will start seeing yourself in the light of what God has done for you. Look at what it says. Verse 7. It says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a what? Sand mind. Now you think... It's just knowledge that makes your mind, mind sand. The Bible is saying there is a spirit that makes your mind sand. Can you see that? You say, see, I need to acquire more information. The more you are acquiring more information, you become a word. See? You just, yeah, the, the head is becoming fatter and big. Alright? And then they call, start calling you a professor. When you are being called a professor, you are in trouble. Alright? A professor without any proof. Of his professorship. Look at it. He said, for God has not given us the spirit of fear. So there is a spirit of power. Bible referred to his word as the word of his power. So there is a spirit dimension of the... Look at it. And it says, the spirit of love. If you are intoxicated with the spirit of love, it will be difficult for you to be offended. Like I was joking with some people. I said, you see, I've listened to my pastor to the point that we even discussed among the ministers. He said, you know, you can't listen to Pastor Pojuabi. I'll be taking offense. It's one thing for somebody to offend you. That one will come. It is certain. You can't avoid that. But it's another thing for you to what? To take offense. So it's a spirit of love. It's already there. Just like Christ forgave us in advance. You know God has forgiven you in advance. If he didn't forgive you in advance, you would have been tired by now. How many of you are, you, you know what I'm talking about? Praise God. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Glory to God. I mean, those are sincere, faithful ones. Alright? The ones that act like they don't know what I'm talking about, they do more harm to God. So much unfaithfulness. He can be forgiving us every day. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? He has created that platform for you to be. That's why he says we have an advocate in heaven if you sin. But that is not a license for you to be sinning. The same thing I want you to get here. Because the Bible says God is love. And if you are born of God, you are love, right? You don't just have love shared abroad in your heart. You are also what? Love. Somebody say, I'm love. Can you say it loud? I say, I'm love. I'm love. So, the spirit dimension of love helps you to walk in love. If you misbehave to your boss, or your boss misbehaves to you, and you act anyhow to your boss, even if your boss is wrong, if God has a company in your heart, it can be terminated. Your boss can be wrong. Your boss can be unbeliever. Your boss can be smoking into your nursery. Your boss can be... Do you understand? Spitting on you and be doing all kinds of stuff. Offense will come, but the spirit of love must help you out. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because there is something greater. For things to come against you that way, there is something that they are coming against. It's not just about you. There's a destiny you carry. Do you get what I'm saying? The only person that could have offended Mary that can terminate the, that can cause abortion of Jesus Christ is Joseph. Immediately the angel went to Joseph. And the angel stopped talking to Mary. Joseph was a just man. He was to leave Mary secretly. Ah, God looked at him and said, no, you are going to be in charge. Secretly he was meditating. The Bible says why he thought on these things. Why he thought on these things. Joseph was not just a just person or a righteous person. Joseph was a meditator. Why he thought on these things? And then there was a change of plan. He made up his mind he was going to leave him, leave her. But while he was thinking about it, there was a change of plan. So you see that, spirit of power. The same thing, you have faith. As we have the word of faith, you also have the spirit dimension of faith. Now you know there are word of faith churches. Say faith, faith church, faith churches. People, you know, let me put it like, you know, there's, if you thanks to, to the extreme end of the word of faith, you become legalistic. What I mean by that, you believe that it's your faith that produces things. Hmm. You see, that is why people labor to increase their faith. So you see, faith for taking over Lagos must be bigger than faith for taking over Ife. For taking over. Are you get what I'm saying? Now, after you leave Lagos, your business has survived in Lagos. Their faith for taking over New York must be bigger for. <laughs> and then they leave grace aside. They've forgotten that some people from Ife just keep Lagos, went into New York, and they just blew in New York. And then you look at their CV. Every training you have been through, they never, they never went through. Every such courses you have. I'm not saying there's nothing. I'm not saying that something is wrong with you learning things. You learn things so that grace can ride on something. Because grace will not ride on anything if you have not learned something. But the truth is this: if you know one thing and you yield yourself to God's grace, God can make you a great person from there. I hope that is clear. In fact, if you get to where people that know book, ha. And everybody presents their certificates. You will quietly walk out of the place. Because there are people who have five masters, six masters. What they are doing with it, I don't know till now. You see people with two PhDs. You see people with 
Ivy League school. I'm not that solid. Some people went back angrily when they came back to this after studying in the Oxford study and they decided to come and collect 70,000 era salary. They said, what? After spending 15 million era? What, what are you saying? Now some of you have not been able to go to those kind of schools are consoling yourself right now. That's poverty. <laughs> but you see, with grace, if you come back, if you go to those kind of places and you come back with grace, with grace, consciousness, The Bible says, except the Lord builds the house, those who build it are building it in what? Psalm 127. Listen, oh. you know that God has given you that order to build houses. Listen, oh. but it still must be him that must build it. Him building it is grace at work. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's grace at work. So the spirit of love. So as we have the word of faith, we have the spirit of faith. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 13. If you look at fruitfulness, as we have the word for fruitfulness, I've just read Isaiah 32, 15 to 18. Until the spirit is poured from above, there can be fruitfulness in the wilderness. Look at grace. Acts chapter 20 verse 32, he said, I commend unto you, unto the word of grace, unto God and the word of grace, which is able to build you and give you inheritance among the saints. Zechariah 12, 10, Hebrew 10, 29, spoke about the spirit of grace. The spirit of grace that deliver you from sinfulness. Zechariah 12, 10, talks about the spirit of grace and supplications. The spirit of grace tells you exact things to do in a particular situation with the word or with the truth in order to overcome that situation. If you get into joy, uh, which is like number five, so you have the word for joy, Isaiah 61 verse 3, he said, he has turned my morning into dancing. Acts chapter 13 verse 52, God gave them the spirit and joy. But if you get into Romans chapter 14 verse 17, you'll see that Bible says that the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink, but in righteousness, peace and joy. Of the Holy Spirit. So it's one thing to have the knowledge of joy. It's another thing to have the joy of the Spirit. Of the Spirit of joy. You get that. So that's a, some people have the knowledge of joy. And then they are sorrowful. Alright. Any little thing. They are sad. The same thing generosity. If you see generosity. In the book of Acts chapter 2 and 4. Bible says people were generous. And if you look into it very well, it was because they were under the canopy of the Spirit. The Spirit moved them into giving. Into giving. Second Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9 also confirms that it's by grace that you can be generous. If you look at prosperity. Prosperity, third John 2 says that, Beloved, I wish that you are healthy. Alright? Third John 2. He said, and prosper and be in good health. Even as your souls does what? Prosper. Now you, you see it. I pray that you... Now, we know that we shouldn't lack anything good. We know the Lord is our shepherd. We know that he has made everything beautiful in his time. We know that he has made provisions available for us. But we are not just assessing the provisions. Huh? We are not just assessing the provisions. But you need to know there is a grace for assessing the provisions. 
Second Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9. He said, you know the grace of God that though he was rich, he became poor. That through his poverty, you might become rich. So you see that is by the grace. It is by the grace. Number seven, abundance. Abundance. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. Bible says that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than what we ask or think. Abundantly. Above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. So we know we have access to the abundance that things are in abundance by God but we need to be conscious of the grace for abundance. Second Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8. He said there are certain things we do that activate the grace. Second Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8 says, and God is able to make how many grace? All grace abounds towards you that you always having all sufficiency of all things may have an abundance for every good work. Let me tell you this. Even in service, in serving God, that's why some people get stressed. They get tired. Alright? You see, if you come from Orthodox Church and you are here, there is something that is like a, a culture in Orthodox Church. You were born into that place. You grew up seeing people being devoted and then you develop that attitude. Are you getting what I'm saying? That cannot sustain you. You will get to a point that people will, they will offend you to the point that all those devotion will, will fizzle out. You serve God by revelation. Are you getting what I'm saying? And you serve God by grace. First Corinthians chapter 15, 58. It said, Beloved, be steadfast, immovable, always abandoning in the work of the Lord. Jesus speaking in John chapter 9, verse 4. He said, I am the light of the world. As long as I'm in the earth, all right, I do the work of him that sent me. I'm the light of the world. As long as I'm in the earth or I'm in in this world, I am in the light of the world. Now, but I want you to take note of something. There is a knowledge that you have that you should serve and there is a dimensions of the grace that is on you to serve. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 9. Let's see it now. Let's see that. We're going to read it together. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 9. Let's read it together, everybody. One, two, three, go. For I am the least of the apostles, who am not worthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. Verse 10. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace towards me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with. You must be conscious of it. You know Paul was a lawyer? You know Paul had abundant revelation? And yet he was acknowledging the grace of God. So how do you want, if it's not by the grace of God, how do you want to be on the sea for 14 days without eating, and you are not even sure whether you will escape? If not the grace of God, I mean, you need to know that it's the grace of God. You hit your, you just hit your toe on um, maybe a little stone, and you are disturbed. And because of that, self, you might not even come to church. Paul was stoned. Should I show you where Paul was stoned? And he was stoned to death. Scripture recorded that they thought he was dead. How many of you have seen that? And Paul stood up, and went to go and preach. Bible didn't say he went for a retreat. Bible didn't say he was admitted somewhere. Are you getting what I'm saying? 
So when he's acknowledging grace, he has seen the grace. He has seen the grace. You know what it means for somebody to be on the sea? And there was all hope was lost as recorded by the Bible. And the angel of God appeared to him and told him, I said, you must escape. You will escape all this and you will see Caesar. Do you know it was because of Paul that those people in that ship were saved? It was so serious that even after they came out, there was a snake that crawled on his hands. Do you remember? Very dangerous viper. And people there knew the meaning. They look at that snake. They saw him. They said, ah, this man has done something wrong. This is a judgment on him. And he looked at the snake. He just shook it into the fire. He saw grace. You will see grace. Let me tell you. It's not the amount of the applications we write. Are you getting what I'm saying? If you like, make up, make over. I have realized it's not by that. But you, we are not saying you should not write applications. We are not saying you should not do short courses. We are not saying you should not make up. Make over. I don't know the difference between the two. Maybe after they can come and teach me. So, do you understand? You, I don't, you, you, you look handsome, look whatever. People can just look at you and say, step aside. Step aside, sir. And at the end of the day, you realize. Maybe it was somebody that didn't have grace, that was writing cavalry greetings. You will do something that will disgrace. Are you getting what I'm saying? If grace is not there, there will always be something you will do that will disgrace. If the grace is not there. So for every dimension, if you are talking about healing, you must be conscious. You yield your body to the grace. Look at the week, the way it's going to be unfolding. I know we are very dutiful people. Serious people today will plan their week. You have been told by motivational speakers and by revelational inspirational speaker. Plan your life, write your vision, make it play, pray in tongues, study your word, blah, blah, blah. After you have heard all that, you say, God, I yield to your grace. Because the more we are saying it, the less you are doing it. How many of you are witness to what I'm talking about? I guess. Be bold about it. Be bold. I want more hands. I want more hands. Good. You see, even the one saying it at times, miss out. See, one day I came out of my room. I said, do you know that I've just been meditating and been thinking that, ah, I've not read my... Somebody came visit visiting. Who did? Who is that? I think this, the person is here. The person should be here. But maybe the person has traveled. I told the person, I said, you know that the way you came now, you might, you might not have read your Bible this morning. I said, me too, I've not read my Bible. The person was just looking at me like this. But you know you can't compare. Because I had to give audience. So then I had to confess it. So that I can overcome it. So he said, read your Bible, study your Bible, meditate your Bible, know your Bible. They said, eh, what's different in all these things they are saying? Is it this only Bible? There is hardly any preacher that would teach, especially from the word circle, is who say, meditate the scripture. People have tried to explain it. Murder it. Talk it to yourself. Say it loud. Some say, say it in your heart. 
You are even confused. You don't know what you want to do. You yield yourself to the grace. He said, Father, I am subjective to your grace. You must be conscious of it. If you are trying to build the house that God says he will build by himself, you are going to end up in frustration. Are you getting what I'm saying? You see, I learned something recently. Anytime I think about something, I have it. I've, I've preached it before that God answers thoughts. Then I start experiencing it. Then I realized that I shouldn't bank on my back account. Have you ever had money for a project and God says, I'm not going to spend that money? And anytime you need to spend on the project, the money comes. Yield yourself to grace. Sometimes you are spending unnecessary money because you have not yielded yourself to grace. Your house rent don't need to be paid by your account. It doesn't need to be paid by your account. There are certain bills that should not be paid. Look, just yield yourself to grace. You say, God, you know, you are my sponsor. My company is not my sponsor. I don't care the company you work for. I have friends that collect three million per, per month, four million. One of them recently was telling me, he said, oh. he said, he said, you know, we came from a conservative angle. He said, people use the shoe you have always had before for your wedding. He said, there's nothing wrong. He said, they can't even see it. He is working in a company for three million. I don't care. That person cannot open his eyes like this and say, that house in Ikoya, I'm buying it. Three, four million? So I left something from an old preacher of prosperity. He said, well, I don't have to have money for it, but it can be bought on my behalf and delivered to me, and so I receive it. He said, money comes to me. I still have his tapes. Old tapes. And I've learnt it. Just last week, I have seen God's dimensions in three ways like that. Needed 100,000 for something, came. Needed something for once or something for something, it came. The way I really had the money, I didn't go there. The money was just coming. It was so serious that I met a man of God. I met a man of God. The man of God said, as I'm looking at you, the Holy Spirit said, give him 100,000. I kept quiet because I know that man of God. I said, obey the Lord fast. <laughs> but he, he did it. Are you getting what I'm saying? He did it. And he looked at his chef. He said, somebody brought this wristwatch. He said, the Holy Spirit said I should put it here. I didn't know. You are the one coming. So he said, take. I took it. <laughs> and I told him. I said, sir, you know that, you see, as we have grace to give, we also have grace to receive. Very so, we are the one that will be giving. And the more we are giving, the more we will be receiving. Open up your hearts. Don't let your knowledge block the flow of grace. My people perish for lack of knowledge. They are not productive. If you have the truth as a knowledge in your heart, you will give allowance for grace to function in your life. Are you getting what I'm saying? Grace is the extra or your ordinary. Grace is the super or your natural. Grace is the flavor or color for all your efforts. Say, yeah. Say, we are making effort. We are pushing it. We are. 